Hello, everyone, and welcome to Paradox, Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. Um, I am Dr. Danielle LaPointe, and my co-host is Dr. Dustin Smith, and we are back with another episode this week, and we have Matthew Welsh this week. How are you doing this morning, Matthew? I'm doing well. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Um, I'm also so glad Take a Spigot is our sponsor, so thank you to them. Without them, none of these episodes would be possible. And Dustin, you're you're always living the dream over there, but how are you doing this morning? Man, how can you start a day any better than that? I'm living the dream in Greenwood, <laughs> Arkansas. Life is good. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm I'm glad to be here. And and this is this is kind of uh this this episode is exciting to me because Matthew introduced himself to me at the national convention. He he I was walking somewhere and he he stood up and said, Hey Dustin, I listened to your podcast. Just want to let you know you you make a drive into work a whole lot better. Um, and then he introduced me to his beautiful wife, Nikki, as we were standing there, got to visit a little bit. And so Matthew's been a listener. Um, he it turns out in conversation, we've got a lot of connections uh, just from people that he knows and people that have been prior guests or people that we know through the business world. Um, but Matthew is our maiden voyage into Ohio. We haven't been there yet. Um, so I know there's a scoreboard running around in the state of Ohio about who does more. Uh, but Matthew's the first, and nobody will ever beat that. Matthew, you're number one, so you can tell your buddies, those guys that you're competing with, that you've got them beat on this. But I'm excited <laughs> because Matthew is is in Ohio, and we'll we'll talk more about where that is and just what that is. But Matthew spent some years outside of athletic administration. He's new in the profession, and I think when we started this this podcast, we wanted this to be something that was beneficial for athletic directors. And we wish, and Danielle has said this on numerous occasions, I wish I had this podcast when I was young as an AD because I could learn from other people. I could laugh with other people. I could laugh at other people. Um, and the beauty of the podcast is you can laugh at it and nobody knows. Uh, so there are going to be people that are going to laugh at Matthew today, and he's not going to have any idea because it's just the three of us who see this right now as we record this. But Matthew, man, I... First off, I want to thank you for introducing yourself at, the, at Nashville and the National Convention. I, I'm glad to have made that connection. And I think I told you then, let's get you on the podcast. Let's get you as a guest on here at that point. Um, and we've worked out the details. So I'm excited to have Matthew here, and I'm excited to be in the state of Ohio. So, Matthew, man, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much. So, you know, if you're not familiar with Ohio, you know, we always drop the OH and you got to reply with IO. So sometime we'll have to practice that. But no, it's great to meet you. Danielle, sorry we didn't get to meet while we were there. Um, but uh, but this is super exciting for me. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Well, I always like to start off these episodes by saying, and I talked about your beautiful wife, how I got to meet her. And, and I know that's a big part of your world. But let's talk about what the resume doesn't tell us about who Matthew Welsh is. Let's talk about the things you do outside of our athletic profession that actually, if there is a life outside of our athletic profession, because you know, it consumes <laughs> so much of our time. So tell us what the resume doesn't tell us about who Matthew Welsh is. Yeah. So, so you mentioned Nikki and Nikki and I will be celebrating our 23rd wedding anniversary this year. I know that because we were married in 2000. I had to keep it simple for math reasons. Uh, we have two daughters, so I'm a girl dad. Uh, I've got a senior down at Ohio University, and then I have a sophomore at Clemson, uh, which is interesting considering uh, we are uh, Buckeye fans here. Mm -hmm. um, but Abby loves to uh, be be down in Clemson, uh, and she rocks her OSU gear. Uh, she's actually bumped into Coach Sweeney a couple of times, and that's been some fun conversations for her. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was in corporate America for 20 plus years. Um, I was a director of marketing uh, for a, a large wireless company, and I just lost the fire. I, I needed to find myself, and I was lucky enough to be in a position where my wife and I talked through it and I hired a professional coach and um, took a bunch of tests of what I should be doing. Um, growing up in an athletic household, my stepfather uh, is a pretty successful basketball coach in Northeast Ohio. Um, my biological father played sports. My uh, mom and stepmom were teachers. So I kind of grew up in this space 
So it wasn't surprising when it came back and said, you should be a teacher, a principal, an AD, or a coach. Um, and after a few years, I decided to go back and get another master's degree. I haven't quite graduated to the uh, doctorate level yet with YouTube, but um, <laughs> I've got a couple of master's degrees. And this one was in athletic administration. Um, and I, uh, I loved it. Uh, unfortunately, I grab, uh, graduated COVID year um, and, uh, and had to kind of sit out a year, but spent a lot of time um, uh, coaching or volunteering my time at schools, whether it was in the athletic department or whether it was working on um, different bonds or levies or anything like that with our local schools, but just trying to get ingrained with what it means to be in the education profession. Um, and, and I just fell in love with it. Uh, so so that's that's where I am. We've got a couple of dogs here. I got a bulldog and a labradoodle, two girls that are now away at school um, and a wife of 23 years. And I uh, and I love being an athletic director. Well, one of one of the cool things, um, and just show you how small this world is, you talk about a daughter being at Ohio University. The head football coach at Ohio University was actually the football coach where I went to college. Um, in northwestern Oklahoma, Tim Albin's the head coach at Ohio yeah. University. Um, and not many people, I mean, Ohio kind of flows, Ohio University kind of flies under the radar because Ohio State is such a big national presence. Ohio University is not so much, but Tim Albin's the head coach at Ohio. Small world, and you talked about before we got on here, your connections with guys like Scott Jarvis, um, Mark and Gretchen Walker, you, people that we know and people that uh, – I mean, Jarvis has been on here as a guest yeah. and, and Jarvis is in the pod world. But but I want for our listeners to understand you happened upon this podcast just by chance. Somebody recommended you jump. You started listening and become an avid listener. And you told me that in Nashville. Yeah, um, I, I was listening to a pod and uh, I can't quite recall which one it was, but they just mentioned your pod and they just mentioned um, you know, that it was kind of fun and they were stories. And I was like, you know what, I, I need this. There's other ones where you learn about, you know, how to deal with a parent or, you know, it's this or that, and it, it's very educational, but there was this, this um, intriguing nature of this, the way that they led in on this and they just said paradox. And I'm like, sweet. So I gave myself kind of an audio note on my iPhone and said, look up paradox pod. Well, you know, I'm looking up P-A-R-A-D-O-X and, and I'm not finding it and I'm frustrated. And by the time that I kind of came around, I couldn't even remember where I originally found it. Um, and then finally, I, I asked someone and it might have been Scott Jarvis. I'm like, have you ever heard of this pod? What is it? And he said, you're spelling it wrong. It's a play on words. And then he gave it to me. And um, and then I found it. And you know, you guys come right out of the gate with one of the greatest stories in history, and and I was hooked. So, um, yeah, it it helps with um, it helps with my drive. It helps me go. You know, when I'm going in between games, um, I, I look forward to the notifications when a new episode's out. So you mentioned you're in Ohio, and we talk about this our maiden voyage in. So for those who are geographically challenged, let's paint on a map where exactly you serve as an athletic administrator um, in the state of Ohio. Sure. So um, Ohio's up there by the Great Lakes. They call it the Midwest, which is confusing to me when you look at a map. But um, I am at Thomas Worthington High School, uh, which is in central Ohio. So I am about five miles north of Ohio State University. Um, and uh, we are smack dab in the center of Ohio. So are you news broke over the weekend about CJ Stroud going to the draft? Was that a shock to you as an Ohio state fan or is that something that you expected? Uh, you know, nothing's really shocking anymore when it comes to Ohio state. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes we get disappointed. We, we all have our opinions of whether or not kids are ready. Um, but, uh, you know, there, I was wishful thinking that we might see, I, I think Peyton Manning kind of surprised Tennessee way back in the day and stuck around for a last year. Um, but it didn't happen. We wish CJ the best. Um, I heard some information about the, the four kids that are going to be battling for um, the quarterback position at Ohio State next year. And you just wonder how we're able to, to keep kids. Um, 
you know, Joey Burrow was a Buckeye and he, he had to leave because there was so much talent in that room. Um, so not surprised with CJ, a lot of luck. Uh, I think he'll, he'll do well at the next level. Well, we can talk about Ohio State, but that's not why we got you on here. We wanted to talk stories, and I know Danielle wants to hear stories, and you kind of teased us a little bit, um, and the form, either Danielle didn't see it, or it was, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with that. She didn't see it, but I like, it I like to have the stories just fresh, just so I, you can see raw emotion. So let's jump into a story or two that I know you have for us. Yeah. So the first one I want to tell you about, and, you know, keeping in mind, this is my second year in athletic administration, so I don't have a huge portfolio to choose from. But but last year, I was at a school that was 7th through 12th grade, very, very small school. Um, my middle school gym had bleachers on one side, and it was kind of like Hoosiers. They were the the old chairs. They weren't even bleachers. They were They were chairs. But um, we got the seventh grade girls basketball game going on. I stick my head in to see what's going on and see we're doing kind of well. It's into the fourth quarter. And all of a sudden, I hear this parent just losing his mind. So I kind of walk over to that exit where close to where he is and just kind of stare there or stand there and stare up at him. And uh, and. And he's screaming and yelling something about traveling. So, you know, here's our know-it-all parent breaking it down for the officials. And I look up <laughs> at the scoreboard and there is four seconds left in the fourth quarter. And we're up 20 points. And by 20, it's 24 to four. <gasps> and this guy's losing his mind. So I this is seventh grade. We're seventh, seventh grade. Seventh grade girls. And I look up at him and our inlines are probably only two and a half, three feet. And I step so that I'm now perpendicular to the court and I'm looking straight up at him, finally make eye contact at him. And he's like, what? And I just give him the zip it. You know, I just kind of clench my, my hands. I just say zip it. And he just looks at me and he goes, so you're going to kick me out of the game. This is yelling probably down 10 rows. And I just kind of nodded and I said, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> so here he comes. He starts walking down. By this time, the game has stopped. There's there's actually a free throw. I don't I don't even get you're getting kicked out of the game from like this. Close your mouth scan right. signal like that's not even. Well, close. so this assumption actually leads to the story. <laughs> so he gets <laughs> down to me and he looks at me and he goes, and I suppose you don't want me to come to the game on Thursday. And I just kind of shake my head and I said, I think that's a really good idea. So then we walk out and we need to make a left and it's about 30 feet till we get to the exit. So we start walking and he stops again. And he looks at me and goes, I bet you don't want me to come to any more home games. And I said, I'm good with that, but if we're <laughs> if we're choosing that, I would actually rather you not go to any away games either. So he he just keeps going and then he stops at the doors and he looks around and he says, "So you're telling me that I can't come to any more games the rest of the year." But it wasn't in a question format, it was more in a statement. And I said, "I think that's I think that's a really good idea for you." for your daughter, for everybody. And this guy opens the door and he looks at me and he says, why don't we step outside and settle this like a couple of grown men? And I'm like, all right, this isn't good. So, and I don't really know this guy. This is my first year there. I first run in with him. Well, here comes this lady steaming down the hallway. And I look at her and she's one of my elementary school teachers. <laughs> and she fingers me right in the chest and says, you leave my husband alone. And I'm like, but she's like, you can't kick him out for yelling at the officials. I said, well, actually, he suggested that he left. And I just agreed with him. But you also can. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, she goes, so so he he's kicked out. And I said, yeah. And I said, by the way, he's volunteered to be out for next Thursday's game and the rest of the home games and all the rest of the away games. He's volunteered all of this. So as soon as she's there and she's taken over this conversation, 
he steps in between us and he extends his hand and he just goes, thank you. I understand. And he walked away. And I was just like, what in the world just happened to me? <laughs> but it was just the craziest thing because, you know, I hear about parent situations, but it was the fact that he just kept offering these punishments for himself. And I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's good. But that's okay. <laughs> yep. Sure. No problem. But then as soon as wifey stepped in, he, he was done with that one. He's like, all right, the boss is here. I'll see you later. I'm sorry. And it was just really, really intriguing. Now, the best part of this to me is you walk up and you just give him, I mean, you give him the stare, which is a yep. common practice just to, Hey, I know you are making the scene. I'm aware of this. I see this. I'm here to interject. Was there another game right after that? There was. We had the eighth grade okay. girls get ready to come on. Okay. He didn't have an eighth grade daughter. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, still at 24 to four, a simple, hey, just that's enough. If you want to stay in, the, then he volunteered all the rest of it. Yeah. It, and it just, and, and I was like, yeah, that that's good. You know, I was thinking in my head, all right, gosh, what does my handbook say that, you know, and he's just like, well, what about this? I'm like, yeah, that's good too. You know, it just kept going on and on. It's, I feel was, like, I feel like. I don't know. I almost feel like when you were telling the story, I was like, he doesn't want to go to the games. He's trying to get kicked out. So he doesn't have to go to any more of these games. That's actually, that thought crossed my mind. And, the, and then when the wife came down and he responded that way, kind of like in my head, he was trying to not go to the games and he was trying to blame you for it. <laughs> and it seems like, especially when you're saying it started from like a hand motion, because that is be quiet knock it off, stop yelling at the official, it doesn't go as far as he did. So, yeah, he effectively was trying to get kicked out. I've, that's well, my assumption. He's yelling at the official up 24 to 4 with four I know. seconds left. That's I mean, he's saying. trying to get kicked out. There is no yeah. other way to explain that. Well, not only here. that, but let's break down traveling in seventh grade girls basketball. <laughs> I mean, show me a seventh grade girls basketball game that doesn't have a couple of examples of traveling going on. A question I always have is, well, I have a couple questions. Number one, what is a score in seventh grade, the differential that you can't come back from? Because seventh grade, there's not a lot of scoring most of the time. And so if you get up by a certain amount of, points whatever that is what's that magic number that you can't come back from but there but was two, four seconds left in the game we have more <laughs> jump balls than points in seventh grade basketball especially girls basketball there are so many jump balls in the state of arkansas with seventh grade basketball they just tie it up and that's what they do and that's the jump if you can do this you can you can officiate in arkansas because it's seventh grade for sure because there's a lot of jump balls sure and in four seconds, you're surely not coming back down 20. Right, right. And the other team had basically given up. I mean, the coach was barely even coaching. He just kind of wanted to wanted to get it over with. And now we got this pause because I've got to escort dad out of the gym <laughs> who's writing his own punishment speech as we leave. So, okay, well, so when this, the... is, when this is all over, did, like, anything happen? Like, did the teacher ever confront you again? Did you ever have to deal with dad again? Did dad show up to games? No, no. The, uh, um, I, I did get a call from the superintendent um, because I did learn that this particular dad um, was a, uh, I'm trying to choose my words uh, uh, safely here, um, was a predominant person in the community. He may or may not have had a chair on the, township board um and the superintendent had heard from somebody else that something had happened and um he just wanted to know what what had happened um but no i i actually i the the mom came up to me maybe a week later and just said is it okay if my husband comes back to game we aren't going to have that issue anymore and i said sure absolutely i'm not <laughs> here to keep your husband away from watching his daughter play, but I am here to make sure that, you know, he, he represents our school well, um, and more importantly, that he doesn't embarrass his daughter. 
because she was embarrassed. She actually didn't want to leave the locker room that night just because she was so embarrassed with what her dad had done. Well, think about the range of emotions that that girl's dealing with. A dad who's yelling, and then he was just calm, walking out and suggesting his own sentence um, and just agreeing to all that. And then the the wife comes down, and she is she is on a mission. Um, and yeah. she puts her finger in your chest and says, you're not doing this. And just the range of emotion that child has to deal with. Well, um, and the whole time. To deal with, especially on that night. All while she's trying not to travel and, <laughs> and play a game. Like, that's a lot going on for that seventh grader. Well, hopefully it wasn't her traveling because the dad was yelling at somebody. Yeah, it was not. It was not her. He really wanted that ball back. So maybe his daughter could get another shot by the end of the game. I don't know. No, I'm convinced that this was pre-planned and you got in the middle of it. (laughs) You just got stuck there. (laughs) I mean, I I just think it's awesome that he volunteered his own sentence. Yes. And and sentences like he's he just kept adding on to him. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. I do I mean, think for it's long, he might have said, I want life without parole. Right, right. <laughs> I Gosh. do think it's interesting, though, that he kind of suggested them all. Then he got angry enough to suggest that you handle it like a man. As I put that in quotations. Right. <laughs> you can't see. If you're not watching this on YouTube, quotations. Like a man. And then backpedaled and shook your hand. That's, that's a lot right there in like 30 seconds. Like, that is, yeah. That's yeah, a lot. And, I mean, but but it's clear, you know, it's a game, it's a week, it's an entire season to let's fight. That that sounds very normal. Um, <laughs> but I I think the shaking of the hand was he didn't want the conversation to continue with the three people that were involved, rather than just the two that were originally involved. I think he realized at that point it had gone far enough. I don't want to go past that statement you made. It makes logical sense. A game, a season, and let's fight. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just needed Michael Buffer there to be able to say, let's get it on. and let's, ding, let's ding, 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 yeah. ding. Here we go. Would you have won, though? Uh, I I have to say yes. I mean, I tell my daughters <laughs> that I was undefeated my whole career, so you know, I, I'd have to say yes. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird one. You almost have like I don't know if it's like the perfect parent who yelled at them, they took care of themselves, removed themselves, gave themselves their punishment, shook your hand at the end. I mean, we could look at this as a great situation. <laughs> could we? I mean, no paperwork. There was, it, but it didn't happen. There's no paperwork. <laughs> just never was an issue again. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, it was something. It was a learning experience, to say the least. Of just, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So good times. <laughs> and that's year one. I mean, that's year mm-hmm. one as an AD. So you're thrown into that mess. Yep. So I mean, she's got to be like a ninth grader now, right? Uh, so she's in eighth grade right now. So this okay. was that was just last year. So um, this year Good she's luck. an eighth grader. Um, <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I visited the school um, over winter break to just kind of see some of those kids and actually saw her. Uh, I saw the dad. Um, it was there was a hello. You know, I never referenced it again. And once it was done, it was behind me. Um she played softball uh, for us and, um, you know, saw dad throughout softball. He was good. Um, so this was really a one-time thing. I just, you know, I just thought it was so interesting the way that he just kept offering up his own, his own punishment. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you know, I was, we, we always say the same thing about students, but it's no different with parents. Right. And I tried to keep that in my, in my head whenever I was dealing with parent interactions, you don't know what kind of day he had. he, Maybe that was a really off day for him. Maybe that was normal. I don't know. But but sure. you don't know what kind of day anybody you're dealing with. And that's any AD in any situation, whether it's an official, whether it's, you know, a parent or a student, um, he could just have been having an off day and you were, you were front and center in that off day. Right. right. Well, I, I think the important takeaways for me anyway is, is Matthew did what he was supposed to do. He was, He just saw the problem. He was addressing the problem. And then all of a sudden, here comes the volunteer sentence over and over and over again. And all Matthew did was agree. Okay, that sounds good to me. I think that's a great idea. It wasn't <laughs> anything Matthew suggested. It was all him. Not one time did Matthew say, I'm throwing you out of the game. Not one time did he say he can't come back. It wasn't Matthew's 
Matthew didn't volunteer the information himself. He let the the dad or the parent volunteer that, and then he just agreed. So that's a great idea, and I think those are some great takeaways for ads in the country to be able to say, hey, sometimes the key is just keeping your cool and just going along and, and removing the person from the situation so that it's not it doesn't get any more out of hand as 24 to four wasn't out of hand enough, but getting that person out of the situation. And then here comes another situation into the situation that kept you from having to step outside or that threat. (laughs) I mean, at some point he had owned up to that comment, but you, you put it behind you and went Mm -hmm. on your way. I I applaud that. So I think there's some great takeaways in this story. Absolutely. And well said Dustin, because I don't think I would have reacted how Matthew did. And I like your way way better than how I probably would have reacted. The whole like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. I probably would have been like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can't get all the officials. Like I would have explained myself, I think a little bit, but your way is significantly better. And I, I like that you're kind of As if that, that was in there. question. Okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but but I my first reaction wouldn't have been I think to just agree and usher him out like that um so I think that's a great takeaway I really like how you kind of just agreed you just yeah sounds good see you next kept year kept it simple <laughs> kept it simple yeah no I like it I like I like I really that's my favorite part my favorite part is your reaction okay sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> good idea <laughs> yeah. well my my reaction to that one was a little bit different than my reaction to story number two if you want to hear this one absolutely absolutely so where i am now um we are blessed with a, a pretty large campus so um in central ohio we happen to have a plot of land that the original original settlers in 1803 blocked off this land to be always used for education. So we've got space for our school. We've got a stadium. We've got practice fields. We've got all this space. We've got a bike trail that runs through it. We've got a Frisbee golf course out there. Oh. Um, and out kind of in the middle of all these fields is where we have our JVB uh, soccer games. So we don't have freshmen. We we have the JVB, kind of a second level of JV, where we give those kids who maybe quite haven't quite developed yet, they're freshmen, maybe they're sophomores, but that's the best level for them to be able to compete. So um, I don't make it down to a lot of those games because they're way on the other side of our campus. Uh, but I happen to go down and I drive our gator down there and kind of waiting for the officials to show up and, you know, I'm 10 minutes before the game time and they're still not there. And I'm just kind of looking and looking. And finally they show up and one of these officials, he's got to be about 80 years old and he's pulling on two big knee braces and he's kind of limping over and I, and I greet him and he says, now mind you, he's here to officiate a soccer game. And he looks at me and he goes, Hey, can you give me a ride to the field? Now the field's probably 50 yards away. It's <laughs> it's a lot less than anything else that he's going to have to do. But I'm like, sure, no problem. So as he's in the cart, he's putting on his shoes and everything's good. We get the game started. And, um, you know, I, I just keep thinking to myself, I wonder if this guy's going to make it. You know, he, he needed a ride to here, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I hear a whistle very early in the game, and I realize that, over on the fourth tee of our Frisbee golf course, somebody had let a drive fly and it's now in the middle of our field. So we stopped the game so that this guy can not only come get his Frisbee, but he wants to play his next shot <laughs> right there from the the soccer field. Um, so, you know. And is this like a, a Frisbee, it gets open to the public? It's just like a random yeah, dude? Yeah, oh. the Frisbee golf is open to the public. And and I don't know if you're familiar with Frisbee golf, but it, it's not just one Frisbee. Like they've got a backpack or maybe mm-hmm. a cart they pull along and they've got a series of different, you know, so like he's golf looking at this, yeah, he's, he's looking at this next shot, choosing whether or not it's the five disc or the seven disc or whatever it is. I don't know. But he eventually takes his shot and, and I'm standing next to my coach and I'm like, does this happen often? And he's like, every once in a blue moon, it happens. And I'm like, all right. 
you know, so I'm looking around and I'm just like, gosh, this is just too weird. Well, here comes another whistle and here comes another Frisbee. And, and I'm like, wow, twice or one, not only in one game, but this is like in 10 minutes. And I, and I'm looking around and it's a beautiful day and there's a lot of people out and I'm just like, gosh, you know, let, let's hope nothing happens anymore. So we let this guy play through. <laughs> you know, so don't worry about our game. And after a little bit, I'm just kind of sitting there in the gator and I'm like, all right, I got to get up. The varsity game's getting ready to get started. It starts a half an hour after our JVB game does, or I'm sorry, our JV game does. So I'm um, getting ready to go up there and out of the side of my eye, I see a dog on our field and he is assuming the crouching position. Oh, <laughs> and and I'm just like, this is not happening. Well, this is a very large park. And sure enough, there was somebody on the walking path that the dog had kind of gone astray. So I, instead of heading up to the field, I drove over to to where said dog was and uh, picked up his remains oh. and just simply waved to my coach and waved to the officials and said, I think I'm bad luck and just went on to the next, <laughs> the next game. But I was just like, you know, here's this beautiful day. It starts off with an official who is supposed to be running around who needs a ride to the game. And then it, <laughs> then I've got two different uh, foursomes playing through our field for Frisbee golf. And it's topped off with a, uh, with the dog pooping on the field. <laughs> I mean, there's so many layers to this story, Matthew. Did I, I've got some serious questions. One, did the official make it through the JVB game? Well, he got paid, so I didn't. I didn't <laughs> find out that he didn't make it through. Um, so, and I didn't uh, see any uh, ambulance buses heading down there. So, uh, so I think he did make it through. Now, was he but, one of your? Was he one of your ARs, or was he the center official? So with JVB, we only have two. So they, they're kind of both on the side and they kind of do that. They go down the side, but then they go to the middle when it's at a different side. Um, so he was, he, was, he was one of my side judges. Um, and he was there often. It actually says something that's kind of sad about officials. You know, this is where we are. Um, you know, that our, that our officials are, are, are getting older. But. And, and I mean, kudos for him making it through. Was he upset at all when the foursomes played through? <laughs> I mean, no. don't mind our soccer game. You guys don't let our soccer game get in the way of your frisbee golf. So it was not only them, but it would be anybody who was there that nobody batted an eye. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, my, and I, my coach had just told me, oh, this doesn't happen very often, once in a moon, <laughs> but nobody else responded. I mean, heck, I, there might have been a kid out there kind of telling him which way he should play this next shot, <laughs> or just based off of how many people had played through. <laughs> I, I think the wherewithal, yeah, I've played golf a few times, and sometimes there's a wayward drive. I'm not going to say very often, but there's a wayward drive. And sometimes you just say, I'm going to let that go. And with the price of golf balls now, you may not want to just let those go because they're it's expensive for a dozen golf balls. However, Frisbee golf, those discs are not inexpensive. Right. They are, well, and, and some are valuable, whether that's the driver or, or maybe you put the driver away for the day. If you can't keep it towards <laughs> in, in the, in the golf links, as you, as they say, if it's going awry and it's going into the soccer field, you may want to put that and leave that one in your bag. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, just to go like, I've played frisbee golf before, and if I have a bad shot, I go and get it out of the way and go to where I'm not in the way and take my, I don't know, stroke or pass or whatever it's called. But I don't say you all need to pause your lives for a moment so my bad shot can be completed. Right. Like, I find that to be mind boggling almost. And then two people. Not just and, one, two. And and by the way, the fairway doesn't run like right along the end line of our. I, I mean, this it was significantly off line, but 
has has this been an issue uh since or is it i it that's that's the only time i witnessed it and and i and i hadn't heard about it until i witnessed it and i haven't heard about it since um i have heard of dogs being on our fields and you know kind of doing their thing but um but i haven't heard anything else about frisbee golf now in the spring there is a hole that dog legs around my uh, girls' softball field. So I'm going to be very interested. Uh, we've removed a tree that now probably makes it inviting to go for the, uh, uh, you know, the disc cage or whatever the heck that's called. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll see how that works out in the spring. That can be kind of a... I don't know. I don't want to put this in your head, but like a scary situation, you know, people need to be keeping their dogs on their leash, especially while you have kids running around with the ball out there, because that Absolutely. can be very enticing to a dog. And what if somebody trips over the dog or the dog bites somebody? I hope you have a dog plan. You need to have emergency dog plan is what you need to have at your school. But Well, I want I, him to know where the shovels are. As we've quoted was, some other guests mm-hmm. and some other podcast people like Don Baker and Josh Matthews mm-hmm. who do hanging with the AD, they have to know where the shovel is. So yep. my question is, you ride out there in the gator, you pick up this landmine that was left. Um, how did you How did you remove said landmine? Did you have a bag that you were able to scoop it up with? Did you have a shovel? Did you just run over it with the gator and say that's good? <laughs> Ew, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I had nothing. Um, but luckily the campus has a number of those uh, you know posts that have a box up on top where yeah. you can get grab a bag uh i i doubled up because it was a uh, a larger lab um, <laughs> and i was able to kind of scoop and nope. tie and and put it in one of the the containers the the fact that you thought ahead to double bag because of the size of the, <laughs> the, dog. the dog and the um landmine itself i guess is i mean kudos to you for thinking ahead well i I mean you guys can probably hear them but both of my dogs have joined us and i have a labrador (laughs) and um i don't always uh get called to clean up after it but when i do i know that it's more than a one bag situation (laughs) i mean there's a commercial right here i think i was just (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, I'm, yeah, I was going to say, we've had situations where, you know, animals have had accidents in the field, but the animals were supposed to be there. This is the first time that just random dogs are like, oh, hey, don't mind me over here as you do your yeah. corner kick. Like, And, and what's best, the, the owner was probably 20 feet away and was clearly not going to pick up. Yeah, just like you do it. That pile. They saw, they're like, oh, thanks. Go ahead and get that for us. <laughs> I would be mortified if my dog not only took off into a game, but then did that. I would be running there. I'd be apologizing. I just, yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) That is not a fun thing you have to deal with. I I think I might have said, my sarcastic side would have come out. I know that probably surprises you, Danielle, that I have a sarcastic side. But I probably would have said, hey, don't mind us. We're just trying to play a soccer game. Don't don't worry about your dog doing his business right here. I probably would have been sarcastic in some yep. form or fashion. And um, then the next game, you would have had animal control sitting right there in the corner of the field, waiting for the loose dogs, ready to just go ready. the net. <laughs> Truth. I, mean, I think about just double bagging. That just cracks me up that you double bagged because you knew the size of the excrement. Yes. It was a good guess. A good assumption. <laughs> So I know you kind of teased this earlier, Matthew, and I want to go there. <clears throat> you talked about this episode of having to remove a kid from a class. And we're going back to the seventh grade situation. And I, I want to just dive back into that because you kind of teased us with it a little yeah. bit. And I, and I want to, if you're comfortable with it, I want to go there and I want to ask this story about this seventh grade situation. Yeah. So uh, this. Wait, can we start it with, can we start it with a question though? absolutely okay matthew have you ever been beat up by a seventh grade girl i i have (laughs) i have officially been assaulted by a seventh grade girl i don't know that Um, beat up is the word i mean i think attacked maybe but not beat up 
Yeah. So um, non-athletically, just, you know, during the day being an admin, um, we had a disturbance in a class and I was asked to go and, and remove a student from a classroom who was, um, you know, wasn't in the learning state of mind. And when I got there, um, you know, I realized that this was one of our regular offenders um, and <laughs> and she had made up her mind that she was she was not going to leave. Um, and, uh, you know, I I then made the decision, all right, if, if I can't get you to leave, I'm I'm going to clear the room. So I have the teacher who also happens to be one of my event managers. I've got a great relationship with her. Um, she cleared everybody but this student. Um, and she helped me keep the student in there because, of course, the student was looking to to make a to make a move. Um, long story short, while we were waiting for um, the principal to get there, um, it escalated into her physically kind of pounding on me a little bit to um, to let her out of the room, uh, which I didn't want to do because we had an exit right outside. Um, the class was right outside. Uh, so th there were a number of reasons why I knew it was in our best interest to to keep her safe from harming herself by keeping her in the room. Um, well, this led to me not really knowing or understanding what I can and can't do um, with a student, um, you know, especially a young female. So I... Who is completely anchored, freaking out, like just... Oh, Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it started with just some pushing, let me out, let me out. And when she saw that I wasn't, it turned into what I learned to be called as a hammer punch. And that's just when, you know, kind of when you're pounding on a door, but this was either my face or my chest. Um, <laughs> so let me so ask I, this question, Matthew. How did you learn the hammer punch? How did you learn that vocabulary? So I learned that when I was filling out the police report. <laughs> Um, and I, I was describing it for the police officer and he said, so she was using the hammer punch on you. And I said, well, what's the hammer punch? And then he showed me, I was like, yes, that's, that's why my glasses are missing aside. And that's, yeah, that, that's what she was using. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, so it eventually got to the point that I kind of anchored my feet in the frame of the door and anchored my arms on the side of the door and was just taking these hammer punches. Now, let's face it, a, a this was not somebody who would be questioned for one of my football players. This, this is a petite girl who had some challenges and she's hitting me. But I realized that I'm kind of in a position with with my myself barricading this door that if she decides to divert from the hammer punch and, <laughs> and go to a different move, um, I, I'm in trouble. Um, and um, it was uh, a, about a minute and 40 seconds into um, the video that we were able to review uh, that she did um, change her tactics. Um, and, uh, and, and let's just say she, she, she could try out for our, the punter on our football team um, and uh and yeah so that resulted in me just kind of embracing the student um uh, in a in a safe position until I could get some more help there um but uh but yeah I didn't want to uh, press charges but after hearing this girl's history and and talking to the administration and also the the teachers we felt like that that might be the only way that she was going to get the help that she needed um, was it was to let the, the courts intervene a little bit. So, yes, I was assaulted by a seventh grade girl. So I'm just going to go ahead and go out there. And I think this may have to be the headline for our our episode. But, Matthew, you speak things into existence. Um, <laughs> I mean, you thought to yourself this would probably be. I mean, at some point, she's going to divert. The way I'm standing, she's going to divert her tactic from the hammer punch and get tired of that. And I'm susceptible to other yeah. forms of assault. And yeah, guess she's what an opportunist. She uh, <laughs> she she realized something wasn't working. She 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 kind of evaluated what was going on around her, and she saw another option. That, that that may work out better for her. A minute and 40 into you just wearing it. Yep. So yep. 
I guess I have two. Well, first of all, I think this is a very, a very important story for you to share. Well, it's not a game or any of those things that is common. Most ADs are doing other admin duties during the day, you know, so you're here getting beat up by day and have to work a soccer game and pick up dog poop by night. Right. So that is all encompassing while it didn't necessarily happen at a game. You know, those duties that ADs have during the day are very real and and getting yourself in those situations. Duties. You said duties, those duties. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I also want to know about the video. You casually mentioned on um, the film that, that you watched. Were you guys sitting there and like every time she landed a good punch, you were like, oh, look out. I feel like replaying this video could have been comical. Yeah. So um, it wasn't comical at the, at the time. <laughs> and and I, only, I only saw the video one time and it was really, I had written my statement. Um, and then I was told that a video existed. And then I watched the video just to make sure that my statement aligned with what 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 was the physical video. evidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but I was I was really thankful that I had a good partnership with the teacher. Um, she never left my side. She was in the hall, but she was there um, watching in the window. But, oh, no, she, she was just watching. You know, it was it was live. Um, but you know, that as a new AD, you know, and somebody who made a career change and then went and got a degree that cost my, you know, this was a big investment for me to be here and this is year one and for me to potentially lose it all because of making a bad decision or or really not knowing how I should engage with a enraged student, I had a lot of things flashing in front of me. So, um, like I said, I only watched it once. I'm sure it's still out there. The principal is <laughs> still there. He he may uh, review it every once in a while. He's got a great sense of humor. Um, but uh, but no, I, I never went back. But I can imagine that there might have been some ooze or looking away <laughs> at, at, at like that minute 43 mark. Did you sacrifice your, your glasses in this episode? in this episode here no the the episode with this student was there did you sacrifice your glasses then i i did yeah they uh i i did lose an arm i lost an arm i did have to have an eye doctor i had to have an eye doctor appointment after that one yes because you found out what a hammer punch is i mean I mean, I, I applaud you for anchoring yourself in the doorframe to say, okay, this girl's not getting out. Yeah. Um, and and you were just a punching bag for an hour or for a minute and 43 seconds, which may have seemed like an hour and 43 minutes the way that that had, it unfolded. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was interesting. I, you know, again, I, just like all the stories that I've said and that, that we've shared throughout all of your episodes, there's something to learn from all of them. Um, and, uh, I know when I got to my new school, uh, the, one of the admins who hired me, they sent me a message on day one and said, hey, here's our um, self-defense class. We've oh. already enrolled you, but you, you need to go to this before you can get started. And I was like, oh, all right. So, I, I, have you I since like said oh, episodes with, with seventh graders, have you decided you're going to put somebody else in charge of seventh grade that maybe seventh grade's not up your alley? I, so right now I am nine through 12. Um, and, and I've also decided that, uh, um, you know, I, I let the game managers be game managers and, and let those people do their job. Uh, being at a bigger school, I've got a bigger staff. At that last school, I was everything. Um, you know, there were a couple of games where I might have had an event manager like this teacher, uh, but um, I was a one man athletic department. Um, so, yeah. I just like the fact that your year one, you had a parent volunteering punishment, which is awkward enough, but then offering to like settle this outside fighting. And then you also had a seventh grade um, student attack you all in year one. And you're like, no, this isn't enough. I need to pick up dog poo off the field. And like, you just came back for more and you're still here. So kudos to you for going through those things. That is a rough start. Um, for sure, for any AD, especially a first year one. 
So I'm just, I'm glad you stuck with it. And I, I'm glad that you found podcasts. And this, that's exactly what our episode is designed for. Our whole podcast is designed for is to help ADs not feel like they're alone. That is the biggest thing for me is I don't want anybody to feel like, you know, they're alone when they're out there doing these like completely uh, unexpected random things sometimes. So kudos to you. Thank you for doing this. I'm sure all of the kids at your school appreciate it, even if maybe some of the dads don't. (laughs) I think of it this way. I think, you know, we're talking about three episodes in two years. Um, mm-hmm. or a year and a half, whatever you want to say. Um, we could go on and on about great ex- opportunities and kids competing and them having great experiences and all that mm-hmm. stuff. We can tell those stories. Um, and clearly, those are what keep Matthew coming back, or those situations that are the positive situations. Uh, we just happen to highlight those in, those that are the least um, desirable sometimes, but also those that make you think, whoa, but it is a great profession. And you mm-hmm. you gave up a career outside of athletic administration to get in this profession. And it's not a decision you made lightly or you took lightly. You spent six months interviewing or volunteering or being a part of this process just to get fully immersed into it. And for you to be, I don't want to call it sucker punch, but for you to be hit like that. Um, he lost repeated. an arm. Yeah, the arm of his glasses, <laughs> not his his own arm. <laughs> but ah, it's more fun for, the other way. <laughs> for you to stick with it because this was a this is a calling for you. This is something that you feel is important um that you've can you've committed your life to. Uh and yep. so um I, I man Matthew, I, I'm appreciative of, of you taking a the initiative to introduce yourself to me in Nashville and to say, Hey, I listen to your podcast and and I and then agreeing to be on here and tell these stories. Uh, I mean, Ohio's got a bar that's pretty high now. But that's going to be hard for your buddies to reach this mm-hmm. bar. It'll be fun for sure. Yeah, it's. Um, I love the profession. I love the kids. I love the interactions. Um, and, and truly, I wish I would have found it 20 years ago. But I'm glad I had those experiences too. Well, I, I thank you for sharing your experience with us. And I thank you for your patience and getting on here and your willingness to get on here uh but also your your transparency just to say here's what i've dealt with and for somebody who is new in the profession not new to the world um i mean you've got daughters who are in college one about to graduate and um i mean you understand life and for that to to have that opportunity to be able to visit with you man i appreciate you taking the time to jump on here and give us a chance and being a faithful listener to our, our podcast. Yeah, I'd like to ask that you guys keep doing what you're doing because it does make it fun and uh, it, it adds value to our day. So thank you two very much. Oh, thank you. I, I can't say thank you enough for coming on here. And um, I loved hearing your stories and they're fresh, right? Sometimes people talk about things that happened, you know, 10, 20 years ago, but yours are fresh. And some fresh. of them are more fresh than others, if you will. <laughs> they, <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. Yes, they are. But I think they're, I think they're all great takeaways um, for, for ADA that's at any stage of their career. So thank you very much. Um, also, thank you to Ticket Spicket, who does sponsor um, all all of our episodes and our podcast. So thank you to them as well. And we will be back next week with another episode.